This week's podcast is brought to you by Multuary Insurance. Your goal is our priority. Not getting the credit you deserve from your boss? Are you sick of coworkers stealing the credit for your hard work? If so, give Multuary Insurance a call. We specialize in insuring your good work. With Multuary Insurance, you'll never have another goal stolen. Hi, my name is Christian. During a recent football game, I had a beautiful goal stolen from me. Ever since then, I've been using Multuary Insurance to protect my beautiful game. Give us a call at 1-800-MULTUARY today. Multuary Insurance, your goal is our priority. My name is TJ Fittis. And I'm Dan Erickson. And you're listening to Season 1, Episode 9 of Crossing the Thames. This week we discuss the narrative around Spurs being Spursy, Americans beating the Gunners, and we celebrate TJ's birthday. Oh, hey, that's me. Uh, TJ, happy birthday. Thanks. What did uh, you do for your special day? Well, it was actually a sad occasion um, because I found out... So this is my birthday present. Right? And that you're getting older. <laughs> I was getting older. Yeah, I'm a, a whole 24 now. Um, we actually, I thought that would become an interesting survey for all of our fans, like all three of them, is to guess our ages and see who they think looks older. Because now that they can see us, if they can see us, I'm not sure if this is still working, but um, it would be interesting to see. Because I'm always labeled as old man fittest. Yeah. As long as we're not doing weight guessing, I can go with it. <laughs> And we'll get to the caricatures later, but I think yeah. that'll also kind of play into this. So, so yeah, my birthday present was I was going to get my truck lifted, put some big old tires on it, and, you know, look like a redneck so I can go off-roading in it. And took it to the 4x4 parts uh, guys, and they took a look at it, and they're like, yeah, you need to dump, on top of the 1500 you're going to dump in it, you need to dump another two grand. And I thought, well, it's kind of hard to do with a 20-year-old truck that has 240,000 miles on it. So I finally bit the bullet and traded it in, which this is how attached I was to this truck, right? That when I took it in, they let me take the upgraded truck home. And actually, I didn't, the truck, my truck was still at the 4x4 parts store. Is anybody confused yet? Because I am. It was still at the parts store, I'm right? So the word truck a lot. <clears throat> they let me take <clears throat> the new truck home, and then the next day I would bring in my 4Runner as the trade-in. So that whole night, I'm sick about it. The next morning, I'm still sick about it. I get the foreigner. I have to drive like an hour to the to to the dealer to give them my trade in because I already have the new truck, and I was like this close. I am not. I kid you not. I was this close to saying, you know what? I'll tell you what. You can take your truck and you keep your truck and give me my truck back. So and we we carpooled in today and just the the new vehicle he got is. I mean. It's like comparing, um, <laughs> oh gosh, uh, I don't know, Ipswich Town against you know Manchester City. It's the new truck is so much better. Well, I would also like to say that it's kind of in a traditional Arsenal red. I'm not sure if you've seen like the early, red. the early, the, the late 19th century Arsenal color. I don't know if you've ever seen that. The it was I think we actually had a, our home kit that was that burgundy color mm. back in like 04 or 05, and that's basically the color of it. So. So yeah, I thought you got to represent crossing the Thames. We should get little bumper stickers. I can put it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's for any of you guys who are car guys. It's a 2010 Tundra. And what I had to trade in my baby was my 2004 winner. And basically, I knew there were problems with it. I just kept ignoring it for like two years. Basically, the last two years when you would drive like anything over 50, parts would fall the, off. <laughs> the steering wheel wouldn't just do this. It kind of do like like this all over the place. Oh, nice. Right. So you can imagine as you get to like 70 miles an hour with off, you know, off-road tires, it's like you know, all over the place. I mean, the good news is I hardly ever went on the freeway. Um, but when I did, I really noticed it. And so for a couple of years, I've just been putting it off. But when they took it in, they're like, basically, like your steering column's completely disconnected. And so that's why it's doing this number. And that's why it's so expensive, to, you know, Sounds get a little it fixed. Dangerous. So I think it was, you know, Hasn't my daughter there was a joint problem. Well, she was going to, but then mm. my wife picked it up. Oh, so, thank God. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it was a great truck, and somebody's going to get a great deal with it because I took care of it. Um, 
and it's still dirty, but yeah. what good truck isn't dirty? Anyway, you and I might have poor, a poor old me has to drive a 2010 Toyota Tundra. Uh, in, in, in immaculate condition, too. Well, let's move. Or should we talk more about your birthday? Let's, let's move on that was and pretty talk much about it. your birthday. That was pretty much it. So, I uh, got a little shout-out from my wife. Um, as much as I like to do things we'll have to do a commercial about that, Minette's Pies. Minette's Pies. <laughs> so, so, Minette and I, having neither one of us ever having been to... Uh, UK, we took our best stab at coming up with what a meat pie might be. Now, I say we because I sat there and said, honey, you can't do it that way. You can't do it that way. No, it's got to be like this because I know. And she did all the work and made uh, TJ meat pies of which... There is one pie. left. It's the mushy one. And I oh, also yeah. kind of ate around the crust because there was no meat in the crust. Low, low carbs. That. But, but uh, and she, she would be sad because that was the ugliest of the three. She put the two nicer ones on top. So, anyhow, um, I got a small little piece uh, just so I could try it, and it was delicious. And so we had that before before starting this. Um, and then for beer, um, I picked up something new. Can't say I was overly impressed with it, but it wasn't bad. Um, it is a uh, uh, Imperial India Pale Ale. It's called the Impaler Imperial IPA. And it's actually brewed in Spokane, Washington, which uh, we're, we're uh, on the west coast of Washington State in the USA. Spokane's actually on the eastern side of Washington State, more inland. It might as well be in, like, Colorado because it's... Or Montana. Or Montana. Yeah. It's not really, like... Western Washington's, like, a completely different place. Yeah, it, different, different everything. But uh, uh, for those of you, um, which I think is just uh, TJ's wife so far, who is watching on... It says line, my brother's joined, so... All oh, right, big lawn. Hey. Um, this is what we're drinking. It's got a nice little goat on it. Um, I, I'm a big fan of double IPAs. And I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, I'm a big fan of goats. <laughs> I love goats. I love goats, so that's I why it, I got I this love beer. I nibble my fingers. It feels <laughs> wonderful. Um, no, I, I'm into, I like hoppy beers, and I was a little less impressed. Um, the beer was good tasting. It just didn't have the hop I would have expected from an Imperial IPA. So, anyhow, uh, it's gone. Um... Dan, yeah. Dan, you could have left some for the rest of us. You know. Actually, you still have some. I did finish my cup from earlier. This is a shout-out to Brad. To That's Brad. right. Um, is there something Braddy in of, there? Of crossing the Thames fame. Um, the main protagonist is the Australian Galaxy Hop. Okay. So Brad gets two mm-hmm. shout-outs, two podcasts in a row. If we could get a few more fans, yeah, we don't want to talk we about would, Brad. We would, we would podcast. talk about more than just Brad. Um, so, help us. <laughs> so, we'll have to change the name of the podcast to Brad the Thames Guy. So, TJ, you want to tell them about the artwork I've been up to um, that I should probably be more <clears throat> embarrassed about? Than so, anything? ever since we started this podcast, I had this idea for actually two ideas. One was to get advertisers so we could make lots of money and be rich. Which we have actually started working on, right? We actually ran our second um, our second uh, commercial tonight. But the other idea was to do caricatures of football players, managers, and of course these dashingly handsome men. Um, and they'll be able to see it later, Dan. Okay. It'll be it'll be okay. We'll put it on the side eventually. <laughs> but uh, and you have to kind of give us feedback on which one looks funnier. <laughs> So it's they're pretty fun actually. Dan did both of these, and I think they're really really good actually. I think that he needs to keep doing them. I, I want to see Arsene Wenger and a and a and a feather boa, so a pink so, feather boa. So I'm so I, I have elements of creativity to my personality, but anybody that knows me knows I'm I'm very analytical, very left brained, and uh, so for me it's just hilarious to do something creative where I'm actually drawing from scratch. Well. I use pictures of guidelines. I can't say from scratch. but Tra- um, You're tracing from scratch. Yeah. So, so TJ's body was the body of Jack Wilshire. I figured he would appreciate that. Um, I had to cut it Because I off. heard everywhere. I had to cut it off at the waist because the rest of it was in a wheelchair and that wasn't an appropriate uh, reflection of TJ. We are ADA friendly. And mine was on the body of Harry Kane, which is why I look so thin and dashing. So, um, Or yeah. like a uh, realtor. Or realtor. I learned that from the Santa Clarita realtor? Diet TV show. It's realtor, not yeah. realtor. Okay. Anyway, we're so way anyhow, off base now. There's a little bit of excitement for you. Um, 
Um, Keep a lookout for Dan's cartoons. Yeah, or don't, because you might be better off that way. All right, should we move into the weekly, the weekly crossing? The weekly crossing. Let's cross the, uh, the, the Thames. Cross the Thames. The Thames, like Bonnie Olsen and James. <laughs> so uh, Arsenal played Newcastle. So what's funny here is we totally missed like the most important game of the whole week in our notes, which is the Arsenal CSKA game. We talked about which it. We didn't go back and add it in. We didn't. So our well, comrades. Why don't, why don't you just kick us off there? I and I, I didn't actually see the game because. Well, that's why they happened. left it off. That's just what it is. I saw the highlights, right? So. It's bad enough when Welbeck has to save the day, but he did. So kudos to you, Danny. I think he's like five goals in four games or something. So keep it up. I, actually, when I was watching the game, I thought this is no longer the Mickey Mouseketarian league. It's well, because he can't. You know, he looks like Mickey he's out. Welbeck yeah. Well, the thing that's interesting is it's like Danny. It's like he's seen Aubameyang. You know, yo Pierre, if you're watching, he's. It's like so that's how you play football, and now he's just trying to emulate Aubameyang. So he's out there scoring goals now. Whatever works. Whatever, whatever it is. So, yeah, our comrades in the north gave us a frosty, a frosty welcome, and um, looked like they were going to possibly um, Roma us and mm-hmm. kick us out of the whole thing, until Danny Welbeck decided to, you know, something finally clicked and he decided he'd play like Pierre. So, yeah, we what was it three two I think or four two I think was how it ended up. I think it ended up four two, but it didn't look like it was going to be. Well, they it, from what I read, it looked like they, and of course in the highlights, it, I mean they gave us a run for our money. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, we don't have a lot of notes on that, and it, at this point, it doesn't really matter. I mean, as Arsenal fans, are we really that excited that we beat CSK Moscow? I mean, how the mighty have fallen. Um, and we'll talk about Atletico later. But so going into the Premier League uh, this weekend, it's funny because we're doing this out of order. Because yeah. didn't Spurs play before Arsenal? You want, you want to skip do Spurs first and then go back? Well, we can't because then the sec- next segment comes after no, that. So I'll finish up Arsenal. Arsenal's not even that exciting, right? Because we get beat by Newcastle of all people. Yedlin! Woo! And this is Dan's favorite part, right? Because finally an American did something in soccer. And finally. my argument is that he missed Aubameyang's before, run. Before Spurs ruined him, Dempsey was awesome on film. Yedlin was involved in all three goals today, including the one that Arsenal scored. So, yeah. Or not included by however you may determine he you know he basically he doesn't track Aubameyang's run and even Yedlin could not catch up with Aubameyang Aubameyang gets through on a, on a lofted ball crosses and Lacazette puts it away and to me it was the only there was there was there's like one and a half positive things one is Lacazette and Aubameyang have clicked immediately and I think that's going to be a great path for us for next season I think that should be how the attack is built around is really Mkhitaryan and Ozil trying to feed those guys. Now, I don't know how you fit all four of them in and still not concede goals, but, you know, we'll figure it out. And then the half-positive thing is how well Awobi, Xhaka, and Elneny played. And the reason I say it's a half-positive thing is that I'm having to say that it's a good thing that Awobi, Xhaka, and Elneny played played well. I mean, we should have better players than these guys, so we shouldn't be, like, all excited that our medium, mediocre squad players played well. I mean, we should have better players than this, right? So, to me, it's just a half positive. So, other than that, Mustafi looked terrible. I mean, he's making me look like an amazing commentator because I've said he's done. And he's shown it last three, t- two or three games. Um, and that's pretty much all, all, all we have, right? So, so, I'm watching. I actually watched this game, although my attention was waning all throughout. But I noticed, so in the 43rd minute, there was an absolute sitter of a goal waiting to happen. And this guy named Willock, who I wanted to ask you about because I'm not familiar with his name, he... I mean, you could have been a pretty bad player and put that, at least put it on frame. Yeah. And he just totally scuffed his leg. And he had a couple of, you could tell, I think nervous were kind of kicking in. It was his, his league debut. Oh, okay. Uh, so the Willock thing, I think the most interesting thing about Willock is that he is one of three brothers that are all playing professionally. And his other brother, one of his brothers, used to play for us, Chris Willock. Um, and just this last offseason, left on a free transfer for Benfica, and no one's heard of him since. So I Did don't anybody know. hear of him when he was playing? For, I, I've never heard of him. He actually, I think, before. Chris Wilk, I think, was like the premier talent of the three. And so it was supposedly kind of a a loss for our academy, because these guys came through the academy, to um, go to Benfica. And then the third brother, which no one's heard anything about, uh, I believe came, he was in the Manchester United reserve team. So that's got to be interesting at Christmas dinner, you know, Arsenal versus Manchester United. And then, you know, they probably don't even accept calls from Chris, who's in Benfica, because I mean he's basically gone, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is the thing I always I've always appreciated about Winger, right? Is that he will bleed new guys through and give them opportunities. 
Um, you know, otherwise, how does El Nene get into Arsenal's team, right? Um, same thing for Woolock. He's getting an opportunity. And honestly, at this point, we have to kind of ask ourselves, does it even matter if we get beat by Newcastle at this point? The season's over, right? The season's a disaster. Whether we come in sixth or seventh or eighth or ninth, it doesn't even really matter. So, so from a table perspective, it probably doesn't matter. But from, like, a uh, respect and self-dignity perspective, I mean, here's what Is I'll there say. any dignity left? I mean, it's been two I, years of I'm this. a fan of Newcastle. Because um, of Yedlin? Well, yes, I like Yedlin being there. But actually, before Yedlin, uh, when Yedlin was on Spurs and couldn't break through, um, uh, I was playing uh, FIFA, you know, the game that pretty much predicts what's going to happen at any given time. Uh, I ended up uh, playing a career mode as a, as a player. I created my own player and started off on the Sounders, of course, like I always do. Sounders! Okay, end of my MLS references for this podcast. Um, Sacker. I start off there on the low leagues. Major league Sacker. And then I moved into uh, uh, Newcastle in the championship, actually recruited me. Um, actually, no, this Wait, are we talking about FIFA? Championship. Yeah, I'm talking about I FIFA. was only half listening to you. I was looking at Facebook Live. Yeah. This is going to be a problem now. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, right. how do I look? Hmm. I'm half of mine to just back out of that. I don't thing. know if my brother's still watching or not, but he has a really, a really manly beard. Does he? Um, and yeah, I mean... I, I'm actually shocked that I've got this much because I didn't think I could even get this much. Yeah, it's so. better than I'd seen before. And, and it made it into your caricature too, which is funny. Hey, I think it makes the caricature what it is. Without the beard, I mm-hmm. don't know what we would be looking at. So anyhow, that said, I ended up playing for Newcastle. And actually, as the game tends to do, I start to gain an affinity when I play for a team long enough, even if I have none. Um, I had a really good time uh, uh, playing there. And the guy who scored the second goal, Richie, I remembered really like liking him as the winger when I was playing because I was playing as an attacking mid. You know, what's funny is I've watched him all this year, and he looks very, very good. Like, yeah, un- I, definitely underrated. Definitely a lower EPL team player, but still uh, talented. I mean, I, I feel the other guy is uh, Dwight Gale, who I know gets a lot of flack, but I feel like if he had more time playing in the EPL – he would definitely suffice, um, you know, maybe as a backup striker. And he's been with Newcastle for a while because I think he yeah. was with them before they got relegated this last year. He time. was, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, there's my uh, Newcastle. So I actually have a small affinity for Newcastle because of Yemlin and because of that FIFA. That when I'm rooting for lower, <laughs> lower teams and they're not playing, of course, Spurs, um, I will, I will often root for Newcastle over whomever else they play. So. Yeah. Um... So over Arsenal. No-brainer. It was a great game. <laughs> I, I mean, the thing about Newcastle is, you know, the kind of this yo-yo thing up and down, up and down. And I, I don't know that I would go as far as to say that they're kind of like, as a neutral, I would prefer them over other teams. I did like them back in the day when Bobby, Sir Bobby Robson was their manager, you know, back in the early 2000s, who has since passed away. He's just, like, the nicest guy in the world, right? Um, but I think the thing about Newcastle is it's kind of, and then beating Arsenal, Right. It's, it's a double slap in the face in some way because Newcastle and Spurs were really peers, right? I mean, they were kind of mid-table buddies. Every single year they were right beside each other. And yeah, here they are worse. beating us, and Spurs are way up the table. So, I don't know. This game, I mean, I... I so the point I, you're making I don't know is if whether I, you're at the top of the table or the bottom of the table, you'll whoop Arsenal. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, and I'm going to hijack this this podcast for a second because okay. I think this is really valuable information that Dan moving, can add to the podcast. Are we moving live with this? Or are we going to face in the camera? In case you're listening and you haven't figured it out, we're actually like live streaming this for the first time for fun. So and we um, have we've had like three or four people join us, which is actually more than I thought. And we have one laugh from Andrew Fittis. Um, the comes through. Yeah. So what I was going to say to to completely hijack the conversation is. I had a kind of an unfortunate experience watching this Arsenal Newcastle game, right? So the game comes on like five thirty or six thirty or something, and you know I get up around seven and I fire it up and I have PlayStation TV, right? And it's DVR because you set that up for me, mm-hmm. and I I hit the button and it says, "Would you like to watch them from the beginning?" So I do, and of course there's all the commentary in the commercials. So I, I fast forward to get to the kickoff, and it's right about to get to the kickoff, and the app crashes. So I have to reload the whole thing. Well, when it reloads, it remembers the last thing I was on was the Arsenal-Newcastle game. So, so I, I, I'm greeted by Rebecca Lowe and Graham Lasso and Lee Dixon talking about how Arsenal were terrible today and got beat 2-1 by Newcastle. Oh, that's horrible. So my question to you, Dan, and this is probably the most valuable piece of information that anyone will get out of our podcast in the whole lifetime of this podcast, is what should I do instead of 
PlayStation View on an Amazon stick. I'm wondering, like, would it be quicker with like a faster computer, like an Apple TV or even a something else? Yeah. I mean, well, that, so I have, as you probably know, I'm kind of into this whole world. I'm actually not a huge TV watcher. I'm a huge soccer watcher. So anybody, I have big windows to the front of my house. Anybody who drives by, they're like, oh yeah. You always have soccer on in your house. We meet people yep. like walking down the road in our neighborhood, and they're like, "You're the family that's always you're the soccer guy." Yeah. yeah. So um, it's I should probably be embarrassed of that, but um, I have uh, Apple TV, um, uh, not the latest, but the previous, right before they did 4K. I've got the Fire Stick. I've got the actual Fire TV, which is a box. Um, well, this is why I asked you because you've tried all of them. I've got a Google Chromecast right now. Um, I've tried Roku. Roku is actually my least favorite of them all. Hmm. That said, the Fire Stick is underpowered. That's really the thing. It, and that's why when like I click, it's like... 39 bucks. It's slow. <laughs> so I have, in the living room, I've switched to Apple TV just because it, to, in my, uh, from my trying of everything, it is the quickest, best response and with less least likelihood of crashing and so forth. Although that does happen. Yeah. I think it's just the nature of the beast. But um, with that too, is as soon as you start the podcast, or, or sorry, the podcast, as soon as you start the show, you could quickly pause it. And then using the Apple Remote, which is a touch surface, you could swipe back to the beginning and play, which is what I do often. Yeah. Um, so that you don't. I, I usually put my head down like this, so that I, <laughs> so that I don't. I should just like leave the room and be like, "Hey, what is? Is it starting from the beginning? You can don't ask, let me come out to the beginning." I told her, I said, "Turn it on, get it to the beginning. Don't tell me anything." And but then she starts dropping hints like, "Oh yeah," and she's <laughs> smiling, and I'm like, "Oh come on, stop this!" I mean, that has my kind of humor. Uh, Anyhow, so my personal recommendation, based off of what I've used, which is quite a bit, um, is to go with Apple TV for the streaming. But it's also the most expensive. So how much does it cost? Um, one hundred ninety nine, I think, for the one I have. There's like there's like three tiers or two. Fire Stick cost me like thirty bucks on yeah, uh, Black Stick. Friday. The Fire TV I think is like eighty nine or ninety nine. So okay. there's that kind of splits the difference, and it's way better than the stick. The stick okay. is like the. Worst. Well, the thing that's frustrating is I have an Xbox, right? And it's great on Xbox. But I can't get PlayStation View on Xbox. You can get YouTube TV on Xbox. See, I don't know. That's I'm tired of. I had to switch from Sling to PlayStation View, and like you can understand, this is channels. like it's like a life changing event for me where they got to move these things around. We should move on. We're how, how far? We're like half an hour into this, and we're still like yabbling on. Yeah, because I told my wife I'd be home probably. I did want to. I did want to speak really quick to your having the game ruined for you. So I went to church this morning. And church always ruins the game. My cousin and her husband were there, and uh, he. Uh, Comes up to me and is like, yeah, man, I can't believe Arsenal lost. <laughs> My cousin's husband happens to be sitting across the table from me right now, TJ. Um, so I guess you decided to pass on the goodwill of having the game ruined for you. Um, fortunately, it was just the Arsenal game. But is it, um, yeah, I was going to say, are you that disappointed that, I mean, if anything, you're like, gosh. It just makes it, it's already boring enough to watch Arsenal play. But then already know the outcome and watch them play is like this is really. I good. actually completely disagree with that. I think Arsenal is very exciting to play because everyone to play. Like, yeah, because you can beat them. Because it's like we show this 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 hope that we could someday be EPL champions again, and, and then, then you go and get beat by dashed, Newcastle. Is yeah. dashed in front or of Moscow CSK Moscow gives us a run right. for our money. So uh, Spurs played City. Um, I think most people who follow football uh, know the outcome of that one, but. Um, First 20 minutes was when Spurs really lost the game. Um, they came out there, they looked like they didn't know what was going on. City, um, it was funny because the way Liverpool beat City was by pressing the snot out of them because their defense was no good. Hmm. Um, they basically turned around and did that to Spurs, except we have a good defense, but they made our defense look no good. Hmm. It was it was crazy. Um, I mean, City's maybe maybe has the best attack, actually, well, most people's plays. Like, they do have the best attack yeah. in Holyfield. I know, I think Liverpool might have them beat, but... I don't know. And they're more diverse, I'll say that. They've got so many different options, whereas Liverpool, it's really just Mane or Salah, really, that's going to score. I mean, generally speaking, um, this probably shows uh, my bias, but I would take Spurs' attack over City's, but City's attack has definitely been way more functional this year. So, um, But that said, uh, I, you know, and then and then Ericsson's goal, um, which which I, I hear Harry Kane's trying to claim this one, too. No. <laughs> Ericsson's goal it wouldn't surprise uh, me. Uh, was both well-worked and a whole lot of luck at the same time as it ricochets back against his left leg and then flies right back into the net. Um, 
But yeah, otherwise, I mean, Spurs stepped into it. The the, the last, uh, uh, what was it, 25 minutes of the first half, they looked actually like they could reimpose themselves on the game. The second half um, started off with Spurs definitely on the front foot, and then City made an adjustment. Uh, they brought on, uh, what was it, Otamendi, and took off um, uh, Sané, hmm. which I was like, that's kind of strange. They're only winning 2-1, and we're on the front foot. Why would they do that? But what they ended up doing is going to a back three. Oh, okay. And bringing up the the, the side the backs more as wing back the outside backs more as wing backs and it actually messed with us and while we weren't as bad as we were the first twenty minutes we definitely didn't have the front foot after that. Yeah. Um, my biggest note of the game was Harry Kane was like non-existent I, and it wasn't mm. his fault. I mean maybe he maybe being just fresh back from injury he wasn't making his normal <coughs> runs but the team couldn't find him every mm. time they would try to drop the ball over the top it was you know a yard too far um, or a yard short and go straight to the defender or Kane just couldn't like when Kane touched the ball I, I, I seriously can't even remember anything he did with it I don't yeah. know if he lost it or if he passed it or what but he just it was so rare to watch him actually touch the ball I think that's the thing about Harry Kane is you know when you're playing as the lone striker up there it can be lonely at times right? I mean, he's not going to get necessarily all the loop play that he needs if the opposition is a team like Manchester City and they're just going to squeeze the life of you out of you in center midfield, you know. So mm. it makes sense. And that's, you know, unless someone like Ali or Exxon does something, ex- you know, especially special, you're not going to break through the lines and get to Kane. So. Well, and then there's the conspiracy theorists, right? As, as I just did at the beginning of Kane trying to steal Erickson's goal. From the Stoke game, you know. Maybe there's some unhappiness in the Spurs squad. I don't think so. I, I heard but that, that didn't some stop players were taking out some, some insurance on their game. That's, yeah, that's what they, I heard. I, actually, that insurance company wanted to sponsor our podcast. Unfortunately, they have no money. So we had to do it for free for them. But uh, I think his word gets around, though. I think I think yeah. they'll they'll be very successful when yeah. you've got the likes of Harry Kane out there stealing credit for other people's work. So. Yeah. Yeah, what what's the name of the insurance company? It's uh, Mol something. Some sort of some it's, sort of Danish it, word. It's basically Danish for for a stolen goal, right? Or goal, goal theft. Goal theft. Goal, goal theft. theft. Yeah. So yeah. Anyhow, uh, so so then the next narrative that comes out. So first off, there everybody's always trying to. So I feel like this is a common theme right now, and I feel like that's a good sign. And I know this is weird, but everybody's trying to sow uh, discord in the Spurs locker room. That's like the thing. Oh. They lost the game. You know, it's the first game in, like, we had 14 previous undefeated games in the league. We lose one, and all of a sudden there's discord in the locker room because Kane took a goal from Erickson. Um, but then the other thing I'd is, be mad. Also, by the way, Brad just joined us. Brad! Brad's going to have an opinion on this, I think. Brad's going to have an opinion on whether Christian Erickson and Harry Kane are going to... Yeah, Brad's got a lot of opinions. I don't... I don't always subscribe to them, but he does make some good points. It's just more fun to watch you two duking it out. <laughs> so, anyhow, um, going on, the next narrative that uh, that comes up, um, and this, without fail, comes up every time Spurs lose, which isn't very frequent. But did Spurs get all Spursy in this game, right? Spursy, you know, that's basically the term for um, looking forward to great things and then just screwing it up royal, royally before you get there. And, you know, in my opinion... So, so, well, l- l- let me reference. So, so um, um, the Fighting Cock podcast um, out of London, um, they have uh, at Love the Shirt is their Twitter handle. Um, they asked a question. They said, you know, send us questions for the upcoming show. And I thought, hey, it'd be fun. What if they mentioned Crossing the Thames on, on the Fighting Cock? Maybe yeah, we might get another three listeners. Who listen purely to make fun of us because we're American. <laughs> but I, so, so I respond and say, you know, why is the narrative back that Spurs are Spursy? Basically, I forget the specific wording, but... Um, uh, 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 I'm guessing a gentleman named Ross at Ross Ferguson 19 responds. I want to read this one actually. Can I jump in and read this one? I wrote a clean translation. I want to just uh, let me let me take a shot at it. Okay. Because there is only like three or four. So so we're we're a PG podcast on purpose. Um, and his response was was at least PG 13, maybe going on the R range, but uh, go for it, TJ. Your brother's listening. Just kidding. <laughs> it could be your parents are too. You don't know. Hey, I think my brother's the more of the black sheep than I am in the family. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe not. He does. At, at, for anybody who, who who most people don't know my brother, obviously, but he's basically groundskeeper Willie, because he kept more of the Northern Irish than I did, <laughs> and he's literally a groundskeeper at a school. Is, and he, he likes to do he likes to do like MMA on the side. He's not a redhead though. 
He's not. He, a, he well, he's that. not bald either, but not yet. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, he, you know, yeah. I, he's groundskeeper Willie. It's shocking. Willie had. He's bald. Okay, never mind. I think he was bald, was he? I in the Simpsons. I think he had red hair. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I just anyhow. Anyway, we're so Ross Spur says because they are poopy lady parts with nothing better to do <laughs> than slag off a team that don't buy success. So, so that's his response as to why everybody wants to go all Spurs. It's be- basically saying because. Everybody's mad because Spurs actually get success without purchasing. Now, I mean, we did buy Lucas Moore. Um, Sanchez wasn't a big name, but he was an expensive purchase at 50. So Was he 50? He was 50. He still sounds like a steal. It, it's, it is, it is. But, but especially for Spurs, that's a, that's, you know, that's a deal. When Suzuko was like 30 and he broke How about this? How about I'll trade you a Mustafi, a Holding, a Chambers, a Koscielny? And we'll give you and, Suzuka. And and any just about anybody else, and I'll take I'll take Davidson Sanchez and our defense by himself would be better than what it is currently. I think Davidson Sanchez Davidson Sanchez would be better than the whole team currently. Alright, let's not play get him crazy versus here. like City and only I, I, let's not get crazy here. Anyhow, so so yeah, I don't get the whole Spursy thing. I, 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 I did, you know, when I was a newer fan, um, we weren't quite experiencing the level of performance that we are now and the Spurs he made a little bit of sense although the term is kind of degrading but uh definitely now I mean we're a, a perennial top four contender um you know the the past year we were in second the year before that um unfortunately Arsenal pipped us to second but we were there in the hunt for the for the uh league title both times so to come out and say we're Spursy because what is amounted to one of the more amazing EPL teams of all time beat us yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you, are the you city team. On Facebook Live over I am. The I need to like log <clears> in because you're probably like saying all sorts of crap about me. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm being a good co-host of Crossing the Thames. See, if I I'm, log in, then I can't use my soundboard. Brandon's joined us, and he says, Brandon. "Point the cam." Actually, he says, "Point he camera down." I mean, I don't know. This guy has the skinniest fingers in the world, and he can't type. Hey, Brandon, we suck at this. So deal with it, man. Okay. So he says, point he camera down so I'm not looking at the ceiling. And I replied with, you took the tripod adapter so you can just look at the light. He's complaining at us. Yeah, he's complaining at us I because of the light. Hmm. This is what I think of your comment, Brandon. He says, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon says he is making fun of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Brandon. All right, moving on. So, so do we want to talk about the last point you put in there? Where you couldn't even spell the word city, right? No, this is how they, this is how they spell it over there. It's city! City? City! <laughs> That's how they say it. I'm telling you, those people, they sound awful over there. If there's anybody listening, you, 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 you crossing the Thames fans from Manchester. If North, I, I, I hope that North Korea like mis, mistypes the numbers and they nuke you guys instead of us by accident because that's yeah, probably what will no, happen. No, no, they're no, gonna no, get their math wrong and hit Manchester no, no, instead no, no, of Seattle. We don't have lawyers. We can't afford to to put disclaimers on these things. Watch what you're saying. <laughs> the whole friends. city of Manchester sues Crossing the Thames podcast. Well, they can't. Thing, they can't see you if they don't hear it. We don't have any listeners. Well, the other thing is, is in order to sue somebody, you have to be able to get something from them. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, so what what were you going to say about that? I was going to talk about City. So um, City equals Arsenal's title wins in the Premier League era. It's kind of a sad day, really. I'll be honest. Uh, and then also, I was kind of looking at this. I was trying to read his comments because you know a lot of times you get these sports articles and it's like you know Pep Guardiola says Sterling's crap, and then you read the comments and he doesn't not even talk about Sterling. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like the of course it came from the Guardian. So typically you can. You can trust it. And the, the quote is, Premier League is harder to win than to the Champions League. Which is not saying that it's better than the Champions League. It's just saying that it's harder to win. Just And that's true, mathematically. I mean, you've got way more games to play. Right? Yeah, but and, then you've also got the likes of like Swansea and Brighton and Hove Albion versus... Which, you know, Arsenal struggle against. <laughs> we can't use Arsenal. You know, we got to <laughs> stick with the city. Yeah, I don't know. I, what do you think? Do you think Champions League is harder to win than the EPL? I don't, I don't know that I have a definite opinion. I think that it's easier for a good team to get further in the Champions League 
But it's also not the same as like winning a league over a period of time. You're you're in a tournament mode. This thing. What are you yeah. laughing about? Sorry. We got to turn off this. This line. Facebook Live thing is totally is totally messing with Dan's podcast. I'm mojo. feeling self conscious over here because I can't see what's being said, and TJ is constantly laughing over there. Anyhow, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like uh, it's really easy to say um, that the thing I won is the hardest thing to win. You know, it, it, it kind of strokes his ego a bit, and I mean. I kind of agree with it though, right? Because there's yeah. a long list of Champions League winners, and you kind of look at them and think, "Really?" I mean, Liverpool back in what was it, '05 or '06 or whatever, when they they won the Champions League, then they come in like fourth or fifth that year in the EPL. I mean, like pretty much, it's kind of this general rule that like anybody can win on their day, and because there's less games, and granted, you're playing generally better opposition, you know, it seems like your odds of winning the Champions League. Sometimes it just seems like it's more based on luck than it is the, the long haul of the season. This is actually my my complaint about MLS too, right? Is that you guys don't really value in, in the same regard. Which I think is ridiculous. The supporter shield versus the yeah. and for the for those of you listening abroad, these Americans over here who are playing soccer. I think they, they know by now because they make fun of us for it. It's the same reason no, they listen they to our podcast. Uh, if they, I do. guarantee you, most people in Great Britain don't even know what MLS is. They just know it's oh hey, it's is it the Latin League is that what it is this Latin League and it's the Latin League yeah they know, what MLS, they know what the they Galaxy don't know the specifics are. of they it though, right Galaxy. so over here you have the supporter shield which is basically the title whoever has the most points at the end wins and then they have the MLS Cup which by our standards would be like the FA Cup but no 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 that's not how they do it over here it's like you have the end of the season. And then you have the playoffs. Yeah. Hey guys, let's go into the playoffs and so play the, some soccer. So in America, the supporter shield, um, it's gaining momentum as pop in popularity, but the supporter shield is the same as winning the league, right? It's the best team over the course of the season. Doesn't really mean a whole lot though. What Americans value, same with football, same with baseball, same with every other sport, is we value that crazy tournament at the end where everybody gives their go and dies, and the winner comes out at the end is the is the hero. Um. Which, you know, there's something to be said about that, but I feel the value is flipped in America. I feel like the team that's consistently the best over time should be heralded as Well, I kind of awesome. wonder if maybe back in the day in England, somebody who knows about this kind of stuff jump out there. I kind of wonder, like, it seems like maybe before the advent of Sky Sports that the FA Cup was held in higher regard than just winning the championship. I don't know that for I mean, sure. I don't know. I don't know that for sure, but... So the MLS Cup is like a very, very short FA Cup, basically. It's the top... It's actually most of the leagues still. Like, they drop off the bottom four teams of the West and the East. Yeah, that's the other thing. Well, no one gets relegated either. That's kind of the... Right. That's, a, no that's a huge, huge component that which, I think Which is annoying it. because yeah. we have teams that stay cracked for multiple years. Mm -hmm. Like, Chivas actually disappeared. Chivas USA um, disappeared because they were cracked for so long that nobody went to their games and they died. They had no, no money coming in. Mm -hmm. And I think promotion relegation would... But then, on the flip side, as Americans... We want to adopt, uh, you know, those of us who are into to football or soccer want to adopt it more and more in America. And the American populace in general are more hesitant to adopt a team that could be demoted than they are to adopt a team that at least if they fail miserably can come back next year. I'm not even listening to you anymore. So my brother says, soccer, quotation marks, MLS is like WNBA. It doesn't matter, mate. So my brother is sexist, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, if he was a woman in an area where WNBA was really big, he may have a different opinion slightly. That's kind of the opinion. I, I'm a, WNBA is a big deal I'm out a here. It's the only game in town. <laughs> I'm a soccer fan, and I live in one of the bigger soccer cities in America. Yeah. Or, or near a bigger soccer city is Seattle. And so with that, uh, uh, but yes, yes, you're right, you're right. I mean, let's get off the whole MLS thing. I don't know why you, you – you could get me going for – we could have a whole other podcast. We could have uh, – Instead of there's probably there's just segments later in the notes that I want to talk about, so I just keep you talking about technology or MLS, and then I won't have to talk about it. We could we could call it crossing the pond and have another podcast about MLS, and it's put it. We better write that down, or we'll okay. forget. Moving on, we've got a new segment. Um, we call it brain fart. Now, uh, I'm sure most of you have heard of the phrase of brain fart when you make a bad decision because you didn't think something through. You call it a brain fart. Well, this is brain vart, V-A-R-T. Um, in, in reference to the video assistant referee system, um, which is yet to be adopted in EPL. So, um, TJ, what's your stance on VAR? What do you think? Everybody's got stances. We've even touched on this. Just a quick 
What do you yeah, think? It, it feels like a very American thing, right? And I think the rest of the world is kind of worried about VAR turning soccer into American football, where, I don't know, the next thing they know, they're going to be giant, bringing out some giant plastic thing and like putting it in the ground and being like, okay, this is where the offside went off, and then the ref will get out and kind of do this number, and you know, like he's landing a plane or something. And then, you know, start talking to people, and then, well, another commercial break. And I think it's like a slippery slope. Yeah. Right? So, And I get that argument, because I think part of what makes soccer so unique. Oh, my gosh, I just said it. But part of what makes football so unique. We do have some Americans that listen. I mean, at least <laughs> most of the Facebook our wives are American. <laughs> our wives and our family. They don't even listen this far into the... Into the I mean, that's uh, sleeping, I'm sure. If she turns us on. She's probably... She didn't even get into this stupid live thing. <laughs> Annette, yeah, I haven't seen her. On, Brittany's been in okay here. It's okay to sleep. Brittany's been in here? <laughs> good to know. So, so my stance, real quick before we move on, my stance on VAR is I believe that VAR can actually be a good part of the game. I do not feel that it's there. And I feel like it's too soon. They've shoved it in too quick. They need to test it in, like, AYSO um, or whatever the little leagues are considered called in, in England. And AYSO. American Youth Soccer Organization. It's, <laughs> they need to test it. They need to test it at the lowest possible levels. Yeah, AYSO. We gotta actually have videos so that won't work. Hey, I was an AYSO. AYSO. Oh, yeah, AYSO. Anyhow, anyhow, moving on. What is it like, NCAA? They need, they need to test it as far down as they can, and as they refine it, move it up. I feel it was pushed too far. I, I think the World Cup having it is a big mistake. I feel like it's too quick. Um, that said, I do believe it can be very good. Um, but I also am a big fan of human error in soccer games. Now, of course, we all hate it when it's against our team. Yeah. But when I'm watching as a neutral, I kind of like the uncertainty that it brings to an extent. So I think that... And I think that's... I think you're right. I think that's what's dangerous, right? I think part of like this, you know, the Juventus Royale game, right? Mm-hmm. Which for Brandon watching, he'll appreciate this, that he's getting a shout out on his team, right? Um, you know... If anybody hasn't seen it yet, then shame on you, right? So, spoiler alert, you know, Juventus yeah. lose, right? Well, Buffon loons, loses his mind at the end because they get kind of a questionable penalty at the end. And, you know, if VAR is involved, it's kind of like, well, who are you going to get mad at? The guy's way up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or are you yeah, going to get mad at the ref? But, but even with the examples of it being used, it doesn't get things right all the time because it's still down to the, the ref to go back and say, you're right, I made a bad call, which most refs don't want to do. They're only going to do it if it's a complete obvious Yeah, but I mean, error. they do, do the same thing with, with, with assistance. It's like saying you don't need linesmen. You know, it's, it's kind of, I, I get that it's kind of similar, right? It's kind of similar to that. And I think we had this argument before a couple of podcasts yeah, back. For those super fans out there, go back and listen to it. But basically the yeah, argument is, what, where do you stop? Eventually you don't even need a guy on the field anymore. You don't need a ref anymore. You're just going to have a guy on a loudspeaker say, oh, sorry. No. Right. Well, yeah, and I mean that's where that's where the slope. Like, for and you'll me, lose kind of the so craziness of it. The fact that Buffon loses his mind, it looks like he's gonna beat the ref that really looked like a little boy. You think Dabala looks like a little boy? You should have seen this ref. Like Buffon is like forty years old. He's gonna bend him over his knee and spank his he bottle. Was totally, he was totally. And like, the guy, I think that's why the guy. That's why ref sent him off. He's like, man, this guy is gonna rip me a new one. So, so you would so not have that drama. I'm not referencing MLS for any reason other than explain. So, and, and MLS still doesn't have it right either. MLS has been doing VAR for a couple years now, or we're in year two. And the the wording... You should watch these comments, they're great. I'm going to have to go back and read them later, because if I do them on here, we're going to have all sorts of competing... Numbers. We're not going to get done in time. Yeah. No one's going to listen what to the t- podcast. What time is it even, man? There's we too much are going on. 42 minutes in. Okay, okay. We got so we'll, we'll wrap this up a little bit, but in MLS, there's four scenarios, I think, that they can use it. And even then, they don't do it right. But they're, they're getting there, and that's... In a goal-scoring situation, in an error or in an area of like uh, like extreme like I'm using the wrong wording, but like extreme abuse, like where you know, for example, Clint Dempsey elbowed some guy in the face the other day and ended up missing two games. Kind of like Elneny getting sent off last week for like nobody knows why. <laughs> right, you know, or like Dempsey and his sack taps and all these yeah. other things that he likes to pull up. Um, and there's a couple of scenarios I don't remember specifically, but they're all it's all designed to catch the major game altering decisions. You're not listening to me again at all. I'm sorry, this man, I just jumped on. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll stop looking at Facebook Live. You just jumped on? My wife? Yeah, she did. Wow. She was addressing you on something. Is she asking me to come home and take care of the kids? She said that the refrigerator just beeped at her. She left the door open again. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. She actually did say that. Okay. Now she's talking to Brandon. Yeah, they've lost me after that. Okay. 
So, uh, uh, anyhow, the whole... So that's the reason behind this segment. We're not going to explain it like this every time we do this, and it's not going to be a every podcast thing. But uh, our the idea of this segment is to talk about VAR in a situation where it either would have been useful or it would have failed But if, if it had been in use. Mm. So in this case, um, any Spurs fan knows uh, that the very first goal... Um, all Spurs fans feel pretty aggrieved because Lloris fouls him outside the box. Because it's the keeper and because it's close to the line and because it looks refs, like he's trying to the kill the refs him. back here running after the play, yeah. it's kind of hard to catch it. The linesman was a little behind, so it looked like a penalty from a human perspective. So this is one of those scenarios where a good VAR system would review that quickly mm-hmm. and say, look, that was outside the box. Take a, take a you know a direct kick. That said, they get a penalty, convert, that's goal one. Of course, it's hard to really gripe about that with the way Spurs played through most of the game. And this is kind of just picking at something. But um, my question is, do you think VAR would have actually fixed the problem? Do you think that the ref would have continued to stick with his interpretation? I mean, this one seems pretty clear-cut to me, but I'm a Spurs fan. Well, historically, so. it's like when VAR comes through and it's like, yeah, it's definitely a foul. The ref's like, no foul! Because <laughs> he doesn't want VAR. So, assuming the ref's on board, then yeah, I think of course they get it right. Because, I mean, you've got, nowadays, we've got multiple different angles, you know. You unplug us? Are we done recording? No. no. I just lost my audio. Oh, here. Can you pull it up? No, I think I might have just broke this, the headphones. Nice. Anyway... Um, Hopefully we're still going here. Yeah, I think with, there's so many different camera angles. You're gonna get you're gonna get the decision right, and that's why there's this appeal for VAR, right? But I don't know. I, it does t- kind of take so, some of the some of the uh, you know the passion and some of the authenticity and the originality of the game out. We start adding in a ton of technology, you know, and it's kind of like, can they make pies taste better? Of course they can, but if you don't have a bad pie at a game, then are you even going to a game? Like if you don't pay seven dollars for a Coke at a movie theater, are you actually going to a movie? So, so question, Var. Let's. This isn't in the notes. Why isn't someone taking water to a movie? Yikes. Um, that's kind so of let, let's wing this one because I didn't put this in the notes. But let's go because this has nothing to do with what our podcast is about. But let's look at the Real Juve game. So I think anybody who isn't a Juve fan pretty much unanimously agrees that that was definitely a foul on in the box, but. Um, Especially when you watch it in real time again. Like, the, the replays, I think, almost make it seem complicated. But when you watch it in real time... The guy wraps his leg around him and then bumps That's him not the behind. foul. The foul is when you see him bumping him from... from the guy, Vasquez goes flying. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, I think. <laughs> but I, I think... I don't think, you know, in terms of drama, I think in that particular case, VAR would have made it even more dramatic, maybe. Because instead of Buffon going after the ref, he turned. Buffon might not. I just been march up into the stands and pick a fight with somebody, Ron Artesta. Well, well, he might not have been ejected because he would have had like three minutes to cool down while the call was being debated. Dan, he's Italian. He's still mad about this. Yeah. He's probably like got bloody knuckles from punching walls. Okay. They have they have a hard time letting go of things. Right. There's your xenophobic comment for the night. So let's move on. I guess. Vart thing isn't so exciting to me. Maybe we'll cut that segment in the future. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe some brain vart. I kind of like the name. I like though. the name. Yeah. I think you got some good uh, art art opportunities with that name too. Yeah. You got to get your iPad out. A and your brain with pen. like a tuft of breeze coming out of it that says bar in it. And the uh, the ref's name. I gotta look up the ref from that game because he looks like a little boy. Because you can, like do like the big ears and he'd just be like like, like a slick over hair. He was an English hair. ref, wasn't he? You're talking about the, the yeah. Game, he right? he kind of like, kind of. Hmm. How does this look? Anyway. He doesn't have a beard. People who aren't watching Facebook Live or who don't know how to go have back and watch it are going to be really had confused beards? by some of this. Have refs ever had beards? That's probably not allowed. Maybe not. That would be a good a good thing to look up. You can go to China and ask Kattenberg. Brad, will you go look that up for us? So um, you look up your ref thing. I'm going to move on here um, so that we can get stuff fit in. I have um, Brad to do it. I'm not going to do it. The, uh, so for the swimming in the Thames section, uh, uh, really only one thing to talk about is Arsenal uh, drew... Which is, if you listen to last week's podcast, what I said was like the worst thing that could happen. Because <laughs> I thought, in a game, one game, I think we can beat them. Two games, probably not. I think Atletico was built to beat Arsenal. Like, if you were trying to build a team to beat Arsenal, it'd probably be Atletico. Like, they play, their playing style is set up you to say that beat Arsenal. A lot of teams. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I walked into that one. Sorry. Um, 
Oh yeah, I need my soundboard for those things. Okay. It's like we need to just have someone sitting here who can hit the buttons. It, or like like a. I can't do everything from an iPad. I gotta read notes. I gotta take. If only Brand, if only Brad lived in Seattle. I don't know. <laughs> Love you, Brad, but I don't know. Um, so yeah. Seattle's not big enough for Brad. Well, and this was the thing is is. I think Arsenal's best hope was that somebody else drew Atleti and beat them, like in a one like like a crazy like they didn't deserve to beat them, but they, they took them out so Arsenal wouldn't have to because now yeah. Arsenal has to be that team that pulls it out because and and I, I forget this might have been ESPN FC on probably yeah. Craig Burley or something, but they were talking about it and they're like, there's Atletico Madrid, who in any I mean if you didn't know they were in the Europa League, you would assume that they're fighting for a, a Champions League final spot. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Arsenal, and then there's the rest of the field. And this was the previous round before yeah. everybody was eliminated. And so, I mean, really, when you're down to it, Arsenal, I think, are clear second favorites. Mm-hmm. But I think Atleti are clear first favorites. And I think that's going to be the issue is can Arsenal overcome this. I, I read it somewhere, and I don't remember who it is. I'm plagiarizing at this point. But mm-hmm. the, the only hope that I read I was – I do that a lot. It's probably a pain in the Arsenal. Right? That's where I get most of, their, most of my ideas from. Um, they had mentioned that Godin, who's kind of like Atletico's main, their best defender, and he's been one of the best defenders in the world for 10 years or whatever, he's he's never been very quick, and as he's gotten older, he's gotten slower. So going up against Aubameyang, I think we'd have a good chance, but since Aubameyang can't play, he's going against Welbeck, who's going to put on his Aubameyang jersey, replica jersey, and go out there and try to play like Aubameyang, but he's still going to look like a newborn calf. Right, I mean, he kind of just is all over the place. So, yeah. who knows? Maybe, we, maybe we will, maybe we will surprise people. I mean, if you'd asked me three years ago, who's better between Atletico and Arsenal, I would have said Arsenal. I would have said Arsenal is definitely better than Atletico, and the team hasn't changed that much. We've just gotten it's like they forgot how to play. So, well, and I think, I mean, on paper, I think we're pretty close. I think attacking wise isn't going to be a problem. I mean, Welbeck's been looking better. Um, it took him a while, but he's finally looking okay. Yeah, you got a bombing. Um, Mkhitaryan's not injured, is he? They would just rest him in the Mkhitaryan. No, he's been injured. In fact, actually, I did read, though, that uh, they thought he was going to be out to the end of the season, and it looks like he's only going to be out for two weeks. So okay. he may be back in time for the second leg. Kind of like the Harry Kane miraculous recovery yeah. after, like, yeah. two weeks. And maybe, he, you know, maybe he'll steal a goal from Ozil or something. But but I think your problem is less the attack. I mean, I think... Obviously, I'm ready to pull Murderstaka out of the I'd mothballs take, and put I'd him out there Diego instead of Mustafi. Costa and Griezmann over anybody in Arsenal any day, but... It's just that ridiculous. Said, I think both teams have comparable attacks to an extent. Yeah. It's just Atleti has an amazingly good defense, and Arsenal's defense is shambolic. Well, I mean, Atletico is, like, that's their bread and butter. I mean, they're basically like the Chelsea of Spain. Like, the Mourinho version of Chelsea of Spain, right? They're very, very good defensively. And they will just shut teams down and beat them 1-0, you know, all season long. So, in that regard, it should be pretty interesting. I think they're going to be like, come at me, bro, and... We're going to walk right into it. How many podcasts have we said come at me, bro? On? I don't know. I've done it at least twice. We'll have to ask Brad, our super fan. Hey, Brad, how many times have we said <laughs> I still don't, he's like, I don't listen to you guys anymore. I think anymore. he's only listened to the one podcast yeah, probably. where he was famous. And the one that we actually referenced to him. Um, yeah. All right. So, TJ, you can go ahead and go into your... We got, we're heading into the last section. And so, TJ, as you always say before we go into... Yeah. To those of you still listening, gold star for you. And if you were listening on Facebook Live, that doesn't count because I don't think those stats help us. You got to actually listen yeah, to the podcast. Yeah, you got to go listen to it because we need to see um, in uh, uh, SoundCloud. We need to see our numbers increase. Um, it, put it on repeat. And anyhow, Brad says no idea. Only listen to one. <laughs> our most loyal supporters listen to one like podcast. One and nine. I need to say something like "Good on you, mate" or something to him. You know, with my amazingly awesome Australian accent. As we've discussed, I have no accent. So, so okay, so we're going into the future crossings where we talk about the games coming up. But before we get into that, I, I haven't I, even looked at this. I don't. What I don't is even. This you're trying to show me. Yeah, yeah. Well, just I don't even know what to say. I, I'm doing research. Uh, TJ, TJ was actually getting family photos done uh, with his wife and daughter. <laughs> we should talk about that. It didn't go very well. Did it not? So if we like the because it was windy, is at the tulip farms, and so we're trying to they're trying to get like we're paying money, right? Three figures to this lady to have her take pictures of us. I mean, pictures you could take. I mean, you know. I'd and have to pay a lot more. Than <laughs> yeah. Somebody take my picture. I 
actually have to do it in trade for, so, for my daily job to get family photos. It's only way I should have given her coffee and be like, hey, does this work? So we're out there and and it's windy and she's already she's been grumpy all day and so you're, you know you're holding her or whatever and you're trying to take pictures and the whole time she's just like crying and going she's crying and going all done all done all done it was it was pretty bad it's pretty bad when you know she would rather get in her car seat than be out there you know now that we're on facebook live i really should show so how bald you are this is uh for can can it can look on your screen in my i know uh this is uh this is tj's daughter in her new arsenal jersey and honestly, if I had my parents put that on me, I'd have the same face. But uh, this was that was a, her face after finding out we drew with Letico. Yeah. And so he sent us this. He sent me this picture, but it's a live picture. You got to get closer. That, that's, that's good audio for. We could podcast. actually do like the rest of the world and post it to Facebook. Yeah, you want your daughter posted all over our Facebook page? She's already posted all over Facebook. <laughs> that's her crying because Daddy made her wear an Arsenal shirt. Um. Not and that's true. Actually, that actually she actually it, asked to wear that today. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We uh we actually made custom artwork for this podcast cover for the first time, and she made it onto that. So, so way off subject, but going back to where we were. So I, in a moment of weakness. That's child abuse. <laughs> it is child abuse. <laughs> you know what? So. My, my daughter, when she was older than Sophie, but only a couple years older maybe, we went to uh, – Spurs were playing in America. They did a friendly against the Sounders, so we went to the Sounders-Spurs game. And, of course, I'm dressed up in all my Spurs stuff. We didn't have anything, so she was wearing Sounders stuff. So we went to the, the pro shop on the way out and picked up a, a kid's a yeah. youth Spurs kit, which is now like skin tight on her, but she doesn't want to hand it down to her brother. <laughs> So I have to go buy her a, a newer one. But she's like walking around like this. I still haven't gotten to the one thing I keep trying to get to. It's so so sidetracking. Um, For those of you listening on the podcast, we're sorry. Yeah, the gold star happened way too early. Apparently. <laughs> Four um, minutes ago. <laughs> so uh, I, in a moment of weakness, is the only thing I can say. I decided that I would get the Arsenal app and download it on my iPad so that because as it broke I'm your building iPad. as I'm building notes, I, I use the Spurs app and the EPL app to get game times and all that, so that yeah. we can educate people who are probably not listening to our podcast. So I go to download the Arsenal app, which I did unfortunately, but I was I got a kick out of the screen. So you know how when you download an app from the App Store, they show different screens so you can see kind of what the app is. Sure. The very first screen when you go to download the Arsenal app shows a game where Spurs beat them one nothing. It's like on the front page. And I'm like, yes! It doesn't get any better than that. Of course, it's right after the 5-1 romping uh, on, on, on uh, Everton, so that's probably what they were going for. But it was super I mean, you can't hide the truth, can you? I mean, what is this? But you don't need to flaunt the truth. I mean, Spurs... They're just listing the fixtures. What are they supposed Spurs to would do? have to... Well, no, I guess you guys beat us this year. I guess I can't say they'd have to reach back very far. But for, for Spurs to do that, I feel it would be pretty... Anyhow... I just like how it says Santi Cazorla calf. It should say Danny Welbeck calf. <laughs> like, why are they putting Santi out there like that? I mean, just let the guy go and retire. Good Poor guy. Actually, yeah, I feel bad. It's like the okay. saddest story in so, football. So, so for, for, for those of you in the States, um, you're probably not listening. Our, our stats show that we have 80% of the people coming to our website are from the U.K., because we're hilarious no, to people probably, over there. Well, that might be. It's a, it, we they should change the, make up change the tag. It's called a humor podcast, not a football podcast. American satire. Um, Satter. So Tottenham's playing uh, Brighton and Hove Albion at the Amex Stadium uh, Tuesday, April 17th. Uh, for those of you uh, West Coast, it's 11.45 a.m., which is a really good time. Um, for those of you East Coast, it's 2.45 p.m. Um, it's on NBCSN. Um, I predict a romping. I think Tottenham's going to come back uh, pretty ferocious um, after losing the city, and they're going to. Yeah, I think probably. I'd say, I'd like say a nice even four nil. three nils, whatever. Okay. But three four nil sounds good. I mean, I don't know. I could even tell you a single player who plays for Brighton, Hove, and Albion. Brighton and Hove, Albion. It almost sounds like Aren't some sort of fish pie. Is that a German American coach, or is that not Huddersfield? He's a German American. Wagner, Wagner. Is that that's Huddersfield? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wait, is, is he half American? He's actually American. Oh. He's just in Germany, and he got learned to coach in Germany, and he speaks with a German accent. And But he's full American. CIA passport. should hire him. <laughs> You'd never know he's American. 
and he's kind of like that guy uh, Fred Ar- Arneson, Armisen or whatever oh, no. it is. Like you could dress you, him you up watched, as any ethnicity, and you'd you believe he's Last that Man ethnicity. On Earth at all? I don't know if I've seen that. He one. was he was in Last Man on Earth, and he played a cannibal, and it was it was Uh-oh. chilling. You're talking about the comedian, like the Portlandia guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious in Portlandia. Anyway, and so the Arsenal game. This podcast is like... Yeah, it's slowly... <laughs> well, it's because we have maybe an audience. I think they probably all left by now. Is there... Can you... I don't know. Let's see. What's Who's the there? Uh, is it wives? It doesn't... I don't know. If Manette's on there, she's asleep. That's the only reason. <laughs> Brad's still listening. He says, it's unfair. We have to play two against two teams. Brighton and Hope Albion. <laughs> 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 you probably shouldn't clap like that. People listening are probably having their eardrums burst, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> You must know what time is it on in Australia. <laughs> that cracks me up. How are we supposed to find that? I don't even know what you said. <laughs> he, said he says, what time is it on in Australia? <laughs> hey, Brad, Brad look. Where's, where's Alexa? Hold on a second. Here? If I had Alexa, I, she turns my lights on or not. She should be able to tell me times. I've got a special website for Brad. Let me just get the link. You know, this is becoming a dumb podcast because we're going silent. So that we I don't can know. I think it. it's kind of funny. Um, it says uh, 11, we need to hire a social media manager for our podcast. Eleven forty-five a.m. is actually four forty-five a.m. the next day in Australia. That's crazy. That means games on Sunday. Australians are all watching on Monday. Oh wait, except they're early Sunday morning, so they're probably watching them late Sunday night. Anyhow, oh great, my wife just mentioned me in a comment on Facebook. I'm gonna have to. Check that out later. Yeah, she she talks about you a lot on Facebook. I mean, I guess she could be talking about some other guy a lot, so <laughs> I should be okay with that. <laughs> so moving on, I think yeah, we've, you're, we've you're supposed to give the details. I think we've Brighton and Hope that one to death. Um, <laughs> Arsenal versus West Ham, Sunday, April twenty second, five thirty Pacific. Oh my gosh. Let's hope the PlayStation View doesn't screw it up again. Uh, 8.30 Eastern, NBCSN, so no gold. You do Thank know, goodness. You do know that you, as a subscriber, you also have a login to the actual NBCSN app, of which if the game's long past, when you go to start it, it by default starts at the beginning. That app is worse than the PlayStation View app. It you, could be because I don't update you need anything. A better device. I need you to just update more often. Your stick is too small. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, what are they? Like, I don't know they're what. Like four inches. I mean, they're not even that. Yeah, it's like little, a solid, a, a solid three and a half. Bro. It's solid. I mean, yeah, you can't ask yeah. for better than that. But yeah, it's pretty, pretty okay. solid. Anyway. My prediction is, I'm just gonna go out there and say like five one, right? I mean, I'm still living back in the days when Sanchez scored a hat trick against them, and I mean, what do they got going for them? I mean, West Ham's awful. Yeah, but you lost. Although having said that, we're playing at home, and you lost. And West Ham's worse at home than we are, so I don't know. I say Chicharito. Off the bench to beat you guys down. No, I don't. Sure. Know. I'm gonna say probably two one Arsenal. I'm gonna say you guys are gonna win, but it's gonna be rougher than you would hope. <laughs> Obama Yang scores one, and uh, Hector Bellerin puts in the other. Not Danny Welbeck. No. And his Obama Yang re- replica jersey. <laughs> well, it could be a lookalike thing. <laughs> he wears like a Dortmund shirt, a Dortmund Obama Yang shirt underneath his Arsenal jersey. I want to be like you, man. Don't sue us, Danny. We're just kidding. It's satire. So, so a quick uh, recap. That's uh, Tottenham against Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, that's uh, April 17th. Only you and Brad want to know about that. The rest of and us Arsenal care. versus West Ham United is Sunday, April 22nd. So um, the, the Spurs game is Tuesday, which is crazy because then we don't have another game until the following weekend, which we're already one game behind a lot of the EPL. So just interesting. Hmm. Um. Like right now, if we win, we're level on points with with Liverpool, assuming because we're one game behind and they're three points ahead. Who would have thought Liverpool and Spurs would be in this rivalry between each other? Kane versus Salah, Spurs versus Liverpool. I don't know if it's a rivalry. We care more about it than we care about anything with Arsenal. But (laughs) anyway, I kind of set myself up for failure. Well, I think we've kind of ran out of things to talk about, and we're a minute three. A long time ago. The Facebook Live thing kind of tripped us up. I think. Um, we're gonna have to learn to like ignore it or something but 
Uh, yeah, for those of you listening... I'm uh, looking at the previous Facebook Lives where it's showing my book collection instead of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe Periscope you, will be easier. For those of you listening, please check out our website, crossingthetems.com, T-H-A-M-E-S, for you crazy Americans. Um, subscribe. Um, when this is posted, it'll obviously be the top fun yeah. thing on our site. Probably. And assuming we don't screw something up, which we're really good at. I was going to say, please feel free to comment and let us know if you think Periscope's better than Facebook Live or one of these other technology things, or if it's stupid and we shouldn't do it, or things you'd like us to talk about. Feel free to interact. We can understand if our presence just makes you want to throw up or scares you, so you can let us know that too. Give us feedback on the caricatures. Um, I think If we get them up, that's the goal. But if The thing watching, that I've expri- explained to Brad is that we didn't, we didn't quit our day jobs to do this. Thank God. <laughs> It'd be pretty bad <laughs> if we did. I have four kids and a wife. I wouldn't be getting a new truck, it. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Um, but yeah, we do it for fun more than anything. And I think what makes it more fun is when the Brads of the world j- chime in and... Tell us that we're horrible. Yeah, jump in with some banter. So We live to have our... If we have any other sleep. listeners besides Brad, please feel free to comment and jump in and continue the conversation Manette, with us. Not so. you, honey. You be quiet. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for putting up with us. Platinum star for those of you who listen this long. (laughs) All right, take care. See you next week.